0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Pokemon Sonic and Mega Man. What year is it? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, we've got a good show this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about some news, uh, some Pokemon mo- news, some retro gaming news. And then on Thursday, we've got our review discussion of Sonic Mania. But in the meantime, Mark, how are you? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Patrick? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I mostly ignored the eclipse earlier today. Oh, yeah. I... um my everybody at work like went outside they were handing out uh eclipse glasses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. actually pretty cool yo so you did go outside and and yeah Mm it'll uh it only took like a moment but super fun and then i uh sent a text to my fiance being like oh did you check out the eclipse and he was like what are you talking about what (laughs) and i was like the eclipse that was happening today And he, and then I sent him a CNN article (laughs) that summarized the entire event. He had zero idea. That's incredible. I know. I know. I think so too. Um, just because I've spent the last like two or three weeks being like, "Ugh, I don't want to hear about eclipse anymore." Yeah. No. I mean, it seems like you would like you called up your oral surgeon, got put on hold, and there was news about the eclipse, right? And then you go in and see the oral surgeon, and he's like, "Do you have plans for the eclipse?" (laughs) No. Yeah, the world felt very eclipse-centric to me, but that's maybe because I'm living in an eclipse bubble. Uh, you, we may be living in an eclipse bubble. It's impossible to tell. Uh, um, weather otherwise has been... Fine. So pleasant. Yeah, very pleasant. Uh, our guest weather today is from Auckland, New Zealand. Now, Mark and I were trying to figure this out. They're heading into the... They must be heading into spring. They I think, must be heading I into think spring. they're in winter right now, okay. if we're in summer. Mm-hmm. So they must be heading into spring. Uh, Followed, of course, by summer. Right. Uh, Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. Yes. Uh, And then fall and then winter again. Yes. So it goes for Uh, Auckland, New Zealand. So it is currently 69 and mostly sunny. 59. Sorry. My mind was just like, I just auto-corrected for that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) I can't can't believe that happened. 59 and sunny. (laughs) Uh, we do have a little bit of a debug from... Small debug. Small debug from last week's episode. Uh, it turns out that Tails uh, cannot fly in Sonic 2. Uh, our our guest, uh, Ryan Countshouse, was convinced that Tails could always fly. Guess turns it, out that's not true. Neither mm-hmm. of us were versed in Sonic enough to correct him. I, at the time, I felt like I wanted to correct him, but I also didn't... I don't know. I, I, I did feel like a couple times maybe Ryan was going to punch me. So I just. Yeah. yeah. Like he was coming off hot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't try to correct him. Uh, I'm a coward. You're a coward. We're cowards. But of course, not only are we, are we cowards, we are fans, not experts. We should stress that, of course. Mm, yes, As we Because we haven't stressed that enough recently. I, I suppose you're right. Let's back away from any uh, perception of expertise. Mark, what have you been playing this week? Uh, Sonic Mania, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, We will be talking about it a lot more on Thursday, but suffice it to say, I'm really enjoying it. Good. Uh, I am also playing Sonic Mania and really enjoying it, but we will have a full conversation in two days. Um, I've also been playing some Chicken Wiggle uh, on the 3DS, which is fun if kind of slight. It's kind of a a small game. So we talked about it last week Mm -hmm. a little bit, but remind everyone, including myself, what the mechanics of Chicken Wiggle are. So Chicken Wiggle is a 2D side-scrolling kind of puzzle platformer wherein you really only have the... You're a chicken, and there's a worm that lives on your back, and you have basically three abilities. You can jump, you can... Shoot the worm uh forward, and he acts like a whip or like a Yoshi tongue or something um and the bird can peck so he can like attack enemies right in front of him and basically the whole game is just trying to trying to traverse from one side of the map to the other, and it's got a very like i i'm gonna say procedurally generated, but it's not like but it but it feels like that it's everything is created with the same tool set all of the levels are created with the same tool set that they give to the players so like There is a a a level editor and a level sharer, and um, actually a a pretty robust um, system that you can make and share your own levels. But all of the like main campaign levels are set up the exact same way, like with the exact same tools, and it even shows like the creator of all of those levels being like the developer of the game. You know, in that in the field that would normally be reserved for like Patrick made this level, Um, so it feels a lot like playing. Uh, you know, like a like an Adventures of Lolo or a like uh, Krusty's Funhouse or you know what one of those games where you're like, okay, I, I see how this works and it's just sort of iterations on the same thing over and over again. Do you think it's priced appropriately? I think it's priced a little high. Um, I believe it's fourteen ninety nine, um, and that it, it, it seems like a, a little much for the like you can get a ton of just like time val- value out of this thing. You could play it forever, um, but it. Seems like it would be more attractive at like a seven ninety nine dollars price point, um, especially because I, I got through like half of the main campaign last night, and I'm sure it gets harder from there. And like I said, there's infinite replayability if people are making levels. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's not priced exactly right. I also played some more Splatoon 2 in between bouts of uh, frustration not being able to beat some Sonic Mania bosses. Well, one specifically, but we'll get into that we on Thursday. We will get into it on Thursday. Um, and I checked out the Splatbrella. Oh, yes. Is that what it was called? Uh, the n- new item that was released, I guess, two weekends ago into the game. And it's pretty cool. I'm not great with it, so I didn't use it as, like, my main or anything. But it is kind of like a shotgun blast. Okay, so you have to, like, be close up uh-huh. to be effective. Okay. But very powerful. And then if you hold a uh, ZR, it, um, like, deploys the umbrella part as a shield. Oh. And then if you continue to hold ZR, it, like, the umbrella part of it, the protective part of it, will, like, shoot forward. Oh, interesting. And so you could kind of, like, shoot it and then run behind it as S- it's going forward. So is it, like, inking space ahead of you? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um. So, that's that's interesting that there's like another button input on it. It's a little bit like how the uh um the have that like extra command of like you can dodge left and right. With yeah, them. yeah. I I didn't see very many people playing with it, so I don't know if it's just not very popular. I feel like people there are so many weapons in this game, but for the most part everybody just plays with like six of them. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's how, you know, there, there are so many weapons you're never going to be able to be, like, well-versed in all of them. Yeah. I feel like I see a lot of sloshers, people using that bucket. Uh-huh. Um, or at least that's what I find myself being murdered by. <laughs> no, I I think you're right. Yeah. I think there are a lot of sloshers. The other thing I've been doing is I've been spending, I haven't even really been doing Turf Wars because I'm, uh this weekend, Salmon Run was open for, a lot of time yeah. and so i put basically all my time into salmon run i love it so much yeah and it's so it's so much fun on higher level like the higher you get your rank basically mm-hmm. the more challenging it becomes and the more like bonus levels and variations on the game open up and so i was playing ones that i had never seen before like uh there's like the glow flies one and then one where um. There's a bunch of like sewer caps, and a goldie will pop you have to find which one has a goldie in it, oh, and man. then attack the goldie, and then ones where um like cannons show up, and you can get into the cannons and blow things away and one where there's a mothership that it like is deploying um these uh like baskets, basically that you shoot them down and the eggs show up in but then occasionally a mothership will come down and land on the like egg cage or whatever and suck some of your eggs no. up so you can lose no. it. It's so much fun. Um And so when I was first playing Splatoon 2 and doing Salmon Run, I was like, it's fun, but it feels limited. Yeah. And now that I'm at like higher difficulties, it's so much more of it is opening up that I didn't even know existed. And, I'm having a blast with Salmon Run. Oh, that's great! I gotta get back into that. Um, I, I I haven't picked up Salmon Run since like the first or second weekend that it, it came out. I also think that we, you and I, uh, like two people could set up a room and just do Salmon Run with two people, and it kind of scales accordingly. Hmm. Let's do that. <laughs> um, and then I also picked up the Raymond Legends demo that you mentioned that you had played a little bit last week. Yeah. What'd you think? Um. So last week I was feeling like super interested in it, downloaded the demo, and I think presentation-wise it's pretty amazing. Like mm. it looks beautiful, the music is really great, but the platforming itself did nothing for me. Oh yeah, you didn't like it? Yeah. Um it's not bad. It just reminded me of the a lot of like kind of the good feel games that they just mm, are okay. it's not really my style of platforming. But I can absolutely see the appeal. All right, fair enough. So that is what we've been playing this last week. Uh, Let's get a look at what we might be playing next week. It's time for new releases. So August 22nd, which is Tuesday today, uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Which, of course, you are. Which, of course, you are. Minecraft Story Mode, The Complete Adventure, is released for Switch. And coming up on Thursday is Pixel. Is that right? Is that how you say this? Is yeah. So it's spelled P-I-C-Z-L-E. Yeah. So Pixel Lines DX. Uh. So this is a. It's a puzzle game where you have like a certain number of squares. It's like a. There's like a grid, and there are numbers on, on on this grid. And so if the number is like six, you have like six blocks to get to the next number six. Um. And all then it like fills in the space that you. Uh, like traced your finger around, and so there's like a finite number of paths for all these things. It looks like I don't know, like a kind of iPad. Yeah, uh, it puzzle also, game, and it looks like it has kind of that same sort of like puyo puyo Tetris presentation. You know, like that anime. Yeah, they wrapper on definitely it. Definitely some anime on this. Yes. Uh Also on Thursday is forma dot eight. I think it's, or maybe just say it forma eight, or maybe forma point eight. Or maybe a form of point eight, maybe mm, for- formulate. For- hmm. I don't know why you'd put the la in there. I don't. know. You wouldn't, but <laughs> but maybe you do. Uh, but th- this is like a uh, a side scrolling, like kind of shoot 'em up adventure looking. I think game. it's a met like a Metroidvania esque platformer. I believe where you play as like a little a little ball, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you Mark are. And I are both like trying to make <laughs> little balls with our hands yeah. to communicate to each other. It's a ball, and. You are on, I think, like a desolate planet, and as you explore, you learn a little bit more about the planet and things like that. It's got that indie art style of like high contrast, bright color, mm-hmm. and like uh, just like black characters. Yeah, lots of shadow, heavy mm-hmm. shadow. And then on the 3DS eShop is uh, Alchemic Dungeons. Great. <laughs> and then on Friday for the th- is a new Nintendo 2DS. Bundle. I think we had mentioned this a couple of weeks back, but it's the old school 2DS, not the new. No, not the clamshell one. No, the like slate looking one, and it comes bundled with new Super Mario Brothers 2. And I think it's for like 80 bucks. So if you're mm-hmm. on a budget looking to pick up a 3DS or 2DS system, it's Still hard to beat the original 2DS. But if you can find the version of that bundle that has Mario Kart in it, that's a better deal because it's a better game. Undoubtedly. Yes. Um, some kind of weird stuff going on this week with the uh, virtual console on the 3DS in Japan. Um, they're getting a ton of new releases on August 23rd, Wednesday, um, including some that uh, it's a lot of Super Nintendo games. Um, And there's no word of any of them coming out on uh, the American store, but, like, there's some really cool ones in here, including Final Fantasies 4, 5, and 6, um, and the Legend of Ogre Battle, which is uh, an ogre battle game, um, and Castlevania Dracula X, uh, both Breath of Fire games. We already have the Breath of Fire games, but uh, everything else on here is, like, Japan's getting something cool, and we're not. I want to bring it up. I know. I don't know if it's because they're capitalizing on, like, the release of the new 2DS. And, Mm. you know, it's just, like, more, uh, injecting more fresh blood into the Nintendo, the 3DS ecosystem in Japan. So, a lot of this is uh, our Square games, Square Enix games. Um, All the Final Fantasy games, the Ogre, uh, Ogre Battle game. Um, romancing Saga. Uh, I guess the Breath of Fire games were also published by Square, developed by Capcom, but um, published by Square only here. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Um, well, and I guess there's also the uh, Demon's Crest is a is a Capcom game. So it's all it's all third party stuff. I get, and Konami for the uh, the Castlevania um, uh, and and the Goemon games that are in there too. It's uh it's none of it first party stuff. So I don't know if nintendo in japan like unlocked some kind of deal with uh with their japanese developer partners or or whatever but they've got like a dozen cool classic super nintendo games showing up on their eShop. yeah when's the last time we had any show up on the virtual console here geez feels I, like it's been a while it, it has been a while I, I think it was when those when the breath of fire games came out um which we would have recorded something about, so I'll leave it to intrepid <laughs> listeners to go back and tell me when we talked about it. Virtual console is always kind of a bummer because it's just never lived up to the um, what it could be. Yeah, it's potential. Yeah, it's potential. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> not, not a tough word, but we got there. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's what we might be playing next week, except any of those Japanese games, which we uh, cannot play. we're not Japanese. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark. Let's talk about hobbits. Let's talk about hobbits. I like hobbits. I like hobbits too. Um, I, think they're, I think they're cool. I think they're chill in a world that is not chill at all. Yeah, a very not chill world. Middle Earth. Not chill. Not chill. It's got zero chill. Hobbits, though, they're made of chill. So uh, let's talk Lord of the Rings for a second. Okay. If you were, uh, you had the option to be Frodo, Sam. Mary or Pippin, which would you be? Okay, so because I because it's impossible for me to take my 2017 sensibilities out of it, I can choose neither the servant nor master in the servant master relationship. It's too weird for me. Couldn't pick Frodo. Couldn't pick Sam. The relationship is too strange for me. <laughs> so it comes down to Mary or Pippin. I like Mary. But I think a little bit of that is my uh, I like Dominic Monaghan, uh, and so I'm bringing baggage from the Lord of the Rings movies to my selection and Lost. Let's be honest. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. No, I love Charlie Pace. <laughs> I love that character. Um, but yeah, I, I like both Mary and Pippin. That they're they're kind of like screw off characters um, that like find real bravery, and Mary finds his on the battlefield, which I think is cool. Um Pippin ends up being like more of a uh like advisor um or like crazy king whisperer. Mhm. Um so yeah, M- Mary is my answer. Who who oh, who's who's your go-to? I will answer that, but before I do, let yeah. me do throw a sub question at mm. you. Are is that who you think you are most like or who oh. you would want to be? I See, I was actually answering neither question, just, like, who is my favorite Oh, of the okay. Yeah, that, I think that's what I originally posed. Okay, who? Yeah. Who would I be? Sam, probably. <laughs> Me too, but I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I think Sam's my favorite. <laughs> Sam's great. What does it mean for this show that we're both Sam? <laughs> I think that's nice. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very telling that neither of us want to be Frodo, because Frodo is no fun at all. No, Frodo... He spends the entirety of the Lord of the Rings resisting the Call to Adventure, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, he is dragged on it. Um, yeah, Fro- Frodo's not my favorite. No. Um, but you know what? I take Bilbo over all of them. Really? Yeah. For me, Bilbo... Like, but like young, like Hobbit Bilbo. Oh, no. yeah. Hobbit, oh, okay. Hobbit era Bilbo for sure. Which is part of why I was bummed out by the Hobbit movies. Which were terrible. Which are no good. Um. Yeah, but you know what? I also, I sort of like old man Bilbo. Like, he's got a little bit of, like, weird PTSD and he's, like, still sort of possessed by the ring. I I can get into it. Yeah, I guess he's just no fun in the movies. Yeah, yeah. I wish there were, I wish we had a better look at other Hobbits, Mm -hmm. because I feel like all of the other Hobbits in Hobbiton are just, like, we get a lot of them at the beginning of Lord of the Rings, right? But it's all through old crazy Bilbo's eyes where like he just doesn't like any of them anymore. Um, and like the Sackville Baggins are coming around and like knocking on the door and like trying to steal stuff from him. Yeah, everybody like all the rest of them seem kind of, um, they all want something. They That's do how they're portrayed, something. you know. So we were saying that hobbits are chill. It, but they but they mostly are chill right because like the problems or mm-hmm. or actually oh no are we going to turn on hobbits because i don't know let's, m- let's, so. let's go down the, this hole maybe the hobbits are living in their own like weird bubble so the things that <gasps> they care like they're like super privileged right they don't have to worry about all the war that's going on in the rest of the that's true so do you think in the rest of middle earth and so they're like oh mm-hmm. i get to complain about you know uh, not getting the silver yeah. from when bilbo disappears yeah cuz i don't have to worry about my entire race being obliterated obliterated uh so what do you think then do you think it is a cheat then to not end the lord of the rings movies the way the books are ended and like actually bring the terror to the shire itself because in the movies, the Hobbits are spared. Hob- Hobbiton is left to be this like serene place forever. Right? They like come back and it's it's happy. happy Nothing's changed exactly. Um, but that's not the case in the novels. Right? They come back and like s- stuff has gone down and it is a, a worse place. So, oh well. well I, guess I guess we will never know. We'll never know if it's a narrative cheat. Uh, and we were accompanied today by pianist Kyle Shaw. Uh, Mark, let's get into the news. A new trailer was released by Nintendo of Japan, showing off some new features in the SNES Classic Edition, or the uh, it's like what it, like Nintendo Classic Edition Famicom Super Famicom Mini or something. There are a lot of words <laughs> in the names of these things. Um, but it showed off two like major new features. The first one is kind of a throwback to the Super Game Boy era, mm. where the it has like a different borders. That you can put around. Oh, interesting. The because the uh, um, resolution or aspect, aspect ratio. ratio of Super Nintendo games are obviously not sixteen by nine, and so there's a lot of blank space if you're uh, showing it in the correct yeah. aspect ratio. Sure, you're right. It- <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're not stretching it on on a widescreen TV, there's going to be some blank space. Yeah, and so now you can choose to fill to. Uh, you can choose from a number of borders that'll kind of, like, go around it. Can we Can we keep it black? I think, I'm sure you can. Oh, I love keeping it black. <laughs> I never really liked it that much in the Super Game Boy either. I kind of find it distracting. Yeah, well, and, uh, th- you know, like, Mega Man's 9 and 10 both, like, kept uh, yeah. sort of 8-bit uh, aspect ratio, but filled up the sides of the screen with just, like, extra stuff. And I'm always like, I don't. Get that out of here. If it's just black, I'll forget that that part of the TV is yeah, there. Yeah, you don't even really notice. Yeah. Um, and then the other new feature that they showed off is kind of like a replay option. Mm-hmm. So it looks like, in, let's say the example they show is Super Mario World and you're fighting a boss and you die. Instead of having to reload your save fully and like start all over, you can use this replay feature using the L and R buttons to like scrub backward and forward in time Mm -hmm. and then you when you reach the point you want to replay you hit y and then it just picks you up from there uh so that must be accessed through like some kind of pause menu or something right it it looked like in the video that you still hit hit the reset button like you would if you were going to start a new save file Mm -hmm. and then you access it from there how, how do we feel about this? Good? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, when we were playing some of the virtual console games for our um, dearly departed uh, classic edition series. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, like when we were playing Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest, we were save, scrubbing left and right. Oh, yeah, that's right. It would have been nice to just back up a, a step. Yeah, I mean, there's. I feel like th- this is a feature that would have been nice on. The original NES Classic, and it, just, like, looking at the lineup of games on the Super NES Classic, I see fewer, like, really tough games where I'm going to need that or want it. I guess Donkey Kong Country is on there, so that's one. But, like, there's a bunch of RPGs on here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. For, and, I I mean, I don't know. Does it have utility for something like F-Zero? Oh, maybe? Maybe? I don't know. I mean, maybe if like you're going around and like you really blow one turn and you're like, "Ugh," and just like scrub back to right before the turn and just get it right. Yeah, it seems like it'll be your game changer for like time trials. Yeah, and you know, we will talk more about this on Thursday, but I would like to have one of those oh my in gosh, Sonic please. Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm just so excited for the SNES Classic in general. Yeah. Hey, pre-orders are supposed to go up late this month. So anytime now. TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, we're there. TikTok. <laughs> So hopefully soon. In some other retrograding gaming news, Dataminer Grigamaster? Sure, sure, why not? Has discovered some references to the Nintendo 3DS in the code for Mega Man Legacy Collection 2. Of course, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 is already out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And the original Mega Man Legacy Collection was on the 3DS. But there's been no word of the 3DS or Switch version for the Legacy Collection 2. Right. The 3DS version did come later than the rest of them. Mm. Um, so holding out hope there. But more than that, just holding out hope for a Switch version. Yeah, I feel like all of these are coming too soon for a Switch version unless the Switch version comes much later. You know, I, I don't think they had time. Mm. Yes. Uh, they haven't so. had time at this point mm-hmm. to do it. I don't know. It also seems like what what they should do is here is Mega Man Legacy Collection one and two. Yeah, on the Switch, absolutely. Do like a Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah, right. Like put them both on there. I don't- hey, Capcom, keep testing the market. <laughs> Throw the Disney Adventure, Disney Afternoon collection yeah. on there as well. It's all we want. We bought. More like 500,000 copies of St- uh, Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Between the two of us, <laughs> we bought 500,000 copies we deserve, of Ultra Street Fighter 2. We deserve the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, this uh, on September 22nd, the virtu- there's going to be virtual console releases of Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver on the Nintendo 3DS. And Europe and Japan are getting these really cool like retro boxes. That basically have like the art, the original art from the uh, Game Boy Color releases, Game Boy Advance releases, just Game Boy releases. They, they, they're probably Game Boy Color, right? Because they came after Yellow, right. which was also Game Boy Color.
1: Let's think, say Game Boy Color. Okay, Game Boy.
0: Uh, I'll and again, ha- again, we're not experts. Yeah, we're fans. I'll hedge my bets and say Game Boy Advance. Okay, but uh, I do not commit to that. <laughs> golden, <laughs> gold and silver, and so it's uh, just these boxes that the all it, inside will just be a in Europe. Inside is just a code to download it, mm-hmm. and in Japan, the boxes are filled with like uh, magnets in the shape of. Game Boy cartridges, it must be Game Boy Color. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to confirm yeah. it's Game Boy Color. So, Game Boy Color cartridges and some magnets or some stickers and a poster. Of course, in America, we're getting bumpkiss. Right. I believe you mean to say, in America. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Like <laughs> well, like we're uh doing West Side Story, some weird version of West Side Story. Oh, I was thinking a, an American tale that we were oh. <laughs> that we were like Russian mice <laughs> telling stories of the of the promised land. Uh in America the streets are paved with Pokemon Gold cartridges. <laughs> That's great. The streets are paved with Pokemon Gold. <laughs> um That's cool. I want those. Yeah, uh, I mean I would just the boxes are fun. Yeah. So, kind of a bummer that we are not getting that here. Of course, Nintendo of America doesn't like fun that much, apparently. Uh, I, that's their motto, right? <laughs> I believe so. Um, speaking of Pokemon, some new details about this year's Pokemon Ultra Sun and Pokemon Ultra Moon. Still coming this year. That's right. On November 17th, there's a new story promised that is going to dive into secrets about Necrozma. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know. How are you supposed to pronounce any of these Pokemon? As, uh, as best you can. And the Alola region in general um, that were undisclosed in the previous game. Some new Z-moves, new buildings and landscapes in Alola, and new features such as Alola Photo Club, where you take pictures of you and your Pokemon in various poses and costumes, and you can get like different lenses and cameras and stuff like that now is this just a subtle acknowledgement that everyone wants a new pokemon snap without actually giving it to them oh that would be so like game freak (laughs) yes it would here's something (coughs) like pokemon snap but also not like it it is not pokemon (laughs) snap so yeah both these games come out november 17th um we both really like pokemon sun and moon yeah i never finished it uh after we you know we had like our our period of a couple weeks where we were playing it um and enjoying it and discussed it on the show, um, but then I just sort of fell off. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, but I'm also not like a... Po- I enjoyed it a lot, but I'm not a Pokemon like fanatic, mm-hmm. and so I don't really feel the need to catch them all. I There's not real joy in like battling for me, so there right. wasn't like a lot of endgame stuff that I could keep doing. So, uh, going back to the Alola region does not particularly appeal to me. Sure, we experienced it. I wonder also just, like, how many, and I'm sure there there are people for whom the answer is uh, w- without limit, uh, but, like, how many Pokemon games can you play in a year, right? Like, or, or even over, the, like, how frequently do you think you could dive into a new Pokemon game? Well, it's weird because uh, my gut says not that often, yeah, like, like, once every couple of years, but if this were coming out on the Switch, I think I would. It? Well, see, that's what I was driving at, is that like I'm interested in the the Pokemon that comes out on Switch. I kind of don't want to burn whatever Pokemon enthusiasm I have on a sort of remix, representation of a game I've already played. Do you think of the rumored, uh, but seemingly not a thing, Pokemon Stars was actually coming out this fall, and it was coming out... For the switch that you would pick it up, yes. I Do you think, think you would play it? I don't. That's a great question. I I would pick it up though. I would I'm, definitely buy it as well. I'm just dumb enough to pick it up. <laughs> are, are you in the same boat where you're like, I don't know if I would. Play I it. don't know if I would play it either because I feel like I would want. I would like start it mm-hmm. and then I would get into it a little ways because I really enjoyed Pokemon Moon. I like. I uh, I really liked my time in it. I completed the game like the story of it, and but it is. Like, I, I'm not thrilled at the idea of, like, replaying it. Yeah. I mean, you had, you had your experience of it, and, like, to start another experience of it. Like, that's just a, that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, also, there's going to be a demo for Pokken Tournament DX coming to Switch later this year in September. Oh, it all comes out on September 22nd. The yes. Pokemon Gold and Silver. It's a Pokemon festival. Um, the demo for Pokémon Tournament DX doesn't have a release date, but I'm interested in the demo because I think that'll be all I need of pokemon Tournament. Just enough to, like, wet your beak? Yeah, just, like, experience it, see Mm -hmm. what the deal is. But I don't love fighting games in general, and I don't have a huge affinity for a lot of these Pokemon, so it's clearly not the game for me. But... We can play a little bit of it for free. There's no word on how the demo is limited, either by time or character selection or what. Um, But, you know, that'll be a good way to uh, try it out. Yeah, and so we can look forward to that in the... Can't be too long from now. Right, because the game itself is like a month away. Yeah. And then... Okay, so this is a little weird. Uh, I love this story. Do you remember Nintendo Selects? Specifically, do you remember Nintendo Selects for the Wii U? Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of those on my shelf. That's well, why I have uh, tr- uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Do you have Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed? Uh, I, do n- w- I had a copy of this game on Vita, <laughs> uh, but have never played the Wii U version. So weirdly, um, it, there was like a stealth release of a Nintendo Selects version mm-hmm. of Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Means a copy is going to cost you twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and it's the ra- a rare third-party game that gets a Nintendo Select release, and it's happening in August of 2017 on the Wii U. I mean, as far as we know, actually, I feel like it's very possible this could have happened months ago, and just n- <laughs> and just nobody Were just noticing noticed. now. Yeah, people are just people are doing a lot of Google searches for Sonic Mania, mm-hmm. and Sonic just came up in in their searches. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's a decent kart racer. I'm not going to encourage people to go back to their Wii U and play a kart racer that isn't Mario Kart, but I don't know. If you need more kart racing. I also think uh, this actually reminded me, earlier this week, my mom texted me, and she asked, Hey, d- would a Wii U disc work in our old Wii? And I think that's a perfect example of the, uh, like, bad nature of the wii u naming convention yeah. and yeah. like the poor job that nintendo did in differentiating those systems or explaining what the wii u's was or why it was desirable in any way yeah especially when like you know the people who are going to be having those questions are going to be mark's mom <laughs> like that's the kind of person that's going to be like oh it says Wii on it sure there's another letter but like i should be able to play it on my wii yeah um yes yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's not great but we're past it. We're past it. We're living in the Switch, the sunshine of the Switch now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bright, sunny day. Um, I wanted to bring up the character list for uh, Sonic All-Stars Racing, whatever the name of this game is. Because I remember there being some weird uh, characters in here. There has to be a Biggs the Cat. Mm, let's see. I'm just going to read down the whole list. Great. Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. My- uh, Miles Tails, Prowler, Knuckles, uh, I. I. From um, uh, Samba de Amigo, Amigo, Um, Beat, Amy Rose, uh, BD Joe, Mimi, Lula, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is in this game. (laughs) The Disney character? I think it's... Do you know another character named Wreck-It Ralph? No, good point. Danica Patrick is in this game. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to go down the rest of the list. I just wanted to get to Danica Patrick. I knew there was a real racer. Like a. don't... It's a weird game. Uh let's see. Oh, if like, la- oh, 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 oh. I skipped something that I really want to touch on. If you want a new 2D Metroid game in the future that's not Metroid Samus returns, hey, guess what? Mm. You should really purchase Metroid Samus Returns. Oh yeah? Why? Um in an interview with Game Informer produce uh in an interview with Game Informer producer Yoshio Sakamoto said Quote, though the development of Metroid Samus through the development of Metroid Samus Returns, I was able to really grasp the possibility and fun of a 2D Metroid, like when I finished the first game. If there is another opportunity to make another Metroid, that is something that I would love to do. Of course, that really depends on how much people really want to buy a 2D Metroid. So. This is the continuing line of if you want more products like this, you will buy this product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a test game. I, I mean, is, is it, it is it a test game or are people just being honest? Like, oh yeah, if it turns out you guys like this stuff, we'll make more. Well, I mean, isn't every game a test game? Yeah. Yes, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and also, like, yeah, just buy Samus Mr. For... endurance. <laughs> like, it's, it's good. It's a new Metroid. <laughs> yeah, and it's from all the previews, it's seems to have been very positively received. Mm-hmm. So the reviews haven't come out yet. There's still a couple of weeks before the game is released, but um, it looks really solid. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to play this game. Uh, last week, we talked about Telltale's Batman the Enemy within getting a Gamefly listing mm-hmm. for Switch. We still have no official um, confirmation of its existence. no official. fish But this week... Both Amazon and GameStop listed the game as well. So it seems inevitable that we are getting a Batman the Enemy Within Switch port. So I think this is interesting because, you know, we mentioned earlier in the show that the uh, Minecraft Story Mode, which is another Telltale game, uh, is coming to the Switch this week. So it's not like there are no Telltale games on the Switch starting tomorrow. (laughs) but. It just it doesn't make sense for these things not to be on Switch, right? Uh, right. So, yeah. Bring it on. Bring on Batman. Uh, Switch was the best-selling console in the United States for the month of July, outselling both the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Uh, three of the top best-selling games for July 2017 were Nintendo Switch games, with Splatoon coming in at number one, Splatoon 2 coming in at number one, Breath of the Wild coming in at number five, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe coming in at number seven. Splatoon at number one. And the way NPD does... Number one, Mark! The N- way NPD does um, these lists now is by revenue, not by units sold. Okay. So it's possible... Crash, the Crash Bandicoot collection was number two. And oh, it's and it's a lower price point. that it sold more copies, but by revenue, Splatoon 2 was the best-selling game. And both of those uh, outsold Grand Theft Auto V, which was number three on the list. Right. Grand Theft Auto V being like a mainstay for the last, (laughs) I don't know, four years. This is also the first month since I think the launch month of the Switch that it outsold the PlayStation 4. Yeah. For best-selling hardware. So I think what that means is just what we've been talking about anecdotally on this show. Also, you know, like last week, GameStop, Best Buy. Uh, Walmart, Amazon, like basically Toys R Us, like basically everywhere had Switch restocks. So it just seems like the system is becoming more readily available. Right. Nintendo is actually able to produce them for people to buy them. Speaking of which, uh, a Splatoon 2 Switch bundle was announced as a Walmart exclusive in North America. The bundle includes those neon pink and neon green Joy-Cons that I have been Craving, mm-hmm. I coveting, body, I coveting, <laughs> lusting after, um, and then a download code for Splatoon 2 and a special carrying case. The package retails for uh, three hundred seventy nine dollars ninety nine cents, which means they're charging you twenty dollars for the case. The bundle will be available starting September eighth. They have been taking pre orders for it. Um, I, I I think the pre orders are no longer available. I've I tried, oh they sold out. I tried following links uh, to it, um, looking for that date. Um, but yeah, I, I think you'll have to either get them in stores or pick them up, um, you know, secondhand. I, uh, the Joy-Cons mm. are really, I think the colors are really fun. I think they're really cool. We will have to get to a point where you can just order any color Joy-Con right like there there has to get to a point where like you can just have someone dip color your, your joy cons i think I and think like, that's already po- I think that's already possible, like people like custom yeah, customize your joy con for you, yeah, like did I'm, you see the that uh like one that looked like a pokeball yeah, people so, designed it to mm-hmm. be pokeball like yeah, yeah, I've seen the the pokeball one i've seen the did you see the GameCube one where the uh the right joy con the uh thumbstick is yellow like the oh, like that's the fun thumbstick? Yeah. yeah um. I, I do feel like there are endless possibilities for these things. I would love uh just like ones that special edition ones like the NES controller looking mm-hmm. ones and super NES controller looking and ones. Super Famicom. They could sell me so many Joy-Cons. Right. I and to to date I have not purchased additional Joy-Cons. Me either. Um but I we're reaching critical mass. <laughs> like, we're getting to, there. will be a tipping point. There will. Malcolm fact. Gladwell will pop out and be like tipping point. That's how that works. That's his only job now. I believe <laughs> otherwise unemployable. Um, finally, a few weeks ago, Nintendo used the recently implemented great and O oh options found at the end of news stories on the switch. Have you seen these? No. Okay. Oh, I, I don't really read the news stories on, uh, on switch. So, at the end of every news story, there's like a little heart that says "great." Next to it, and a little heart that says a little broken heart that mm-hmm. says "oh." And is it like "oh dot dot dot"? Pop, probably. Okay, I can't remember exactly, but basically, it's like. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> otherwise, it's just like a tacit acknowledgement, <laughs> like "oh." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a choice between like, do you like this? Do you not like this? Do you want more of this in your news feed, mm, okay. sort of thing? Um, as a way to kind of like implement this, a few weeks ago, Nintendo of America asked people whether hot dogs were sandwiches. Okay. And the results are finally in. 54, 54% of responses indicated hot dogs are indeed sandwiches, which is, of course, tragically incorrect. Now, do you think people were actually saying, yes, the hot dog is a sandwich? Or do you think they were saying, like, oh, I like this, I want to see more like It was made like very this. explicit <laughs> what the people were okay. voting for. Don't try to give people an out. Don't try to give 50% of the population an out i mean it's the same population that voted for trump right I mean, that's, it's, a th- that's great, the mess we're in that's a great point so <laughs> these trump people think hot dogs are sandwiches <laughs> you don't think hot dogs are sandwiches do no you? i mean also i've got no stake in this i don't i can't eat a hot dog because i mean I you don't can eat. eat a hot dog I, no but i i i can't in the same way that i can't like do something else i can't do because i don't do it great that's great that's a great example <laughs> <laughs> that was airtight the, logic. That was the best metaphor I could come up with. Yeah, how could it not be on, on the spot? <laughs> um, no, I, I I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich, but I also don't care. Like, if someone wants to say like, oh, you know that hot dog's is a sandwich, I'd be like, all right, you, I would die on that hill. Y- you you would die on that hill. Yeah, that that's one you want to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, weird that uh they, like with the splat being ketchup versus mayo. That like, I think a- we neglected to mention that in our Splatoon 2 news that there's a new Splatfest. Yeah, forget the point I was making. <laughs> September 1st and September 2nd, mm-hmm. and it's Team Flight versus Team Invisibility. Like, which which superpower, superpower would-, would you have? Mm-hmm. Is is the question. Now, I feel like the obvious answer or the popular answer is flight, right? I think people like flight. I think the word you're looking for is correct answer. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um but the popular answer is bound to be flight. Uh-huh. Um but Pearl is representing flight and Marina is representing invisibility. Oh. So now we're splitting the audience a little bit here. Yeah. Smart. Mm, uh yeah, I agree. Um Also, I'm not convinced. I may be on team invisibility for this one. I respect you. So I respect that decision. Mm-hmm, but uh, you don't think it's right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. It's just another one of those things that you can't do because you don't do it. That's right. I can't do it. I've never been invisible. And I've only flown a couple times. <laughs> um It makes me wish that there could be more like parts to uh Splatfest, like more than two teams. Um, because I know a flight is an incomplete list of powers, but like seeing invisibility, I start thinking about the Fantastic Four. They want there to be like do you want to be a rock golem or a stretchy guy? That would be cool. That'd be awesome if there were like four. Yeah, or even 3. Like that that would all be super cool. I also wish they would just I mean, I think flight and invisibility is a step up from mayo and ketchup, but it still <laughs> seems like there's one right yeah, answer. Yeah, one yeah. popular answer yeah, and one exactly. not as popular answer. All right, Mark, we will fight that out later, I'm sure. But let's get in or let's get out of the news. We're done with the news. In fact, that will do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember to join us on Thursday as we talk about all things uh, Sonic Mania. We're going to have a whole review discussion. Um, And in the meantime, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, If you like the episode, please share on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you think you're uh, hitting with that. It helps us out a lot. On Twitter, we are at Nin Cart Society. Check out the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. And if you have any feedback about anything that we said today or any places that we were wrong about what system Pokemon Gold and Silver are on, you can send an email to Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. If you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on uh, retconpunch.com. We recently wrote about the uh, first issue of Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, I thought it was okay, and Mark hated it. <laughs> uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can find more of Bit Betty's music on abitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, "Thanks for listening." It's a creative podcast network.